This is Startup Renegades, a raw conversation with founders, entrepreneurs, and the unicorns among us who have taken their idea and turned it into a thriving, profitable brand. I'm your host, Shauna Armitage, and my work as a fractional marketing director has led me to connect with dozens and dozens of founders in all stages of their startup journeys. Whether they're bootstrapping or fundraising or have capital on hand, there's one big question founders always ask, how do I grow this thing? On Startup Renegades, we'll explore how they did it, and you'll walk away with actionable steps you can take on your own journey to scalable growth. Renegades, today I'm going to introduce you to Elaine Morrison, who is the founder of Elaine Wellness. For the past 16 years, she's been working as a certified Pilates instructor, but nine years ago, she developed Hashimoto's and it took her on a health journey. She was trying to find the answers to put her autoimmune illness into remission. She radically changed her diet, which reversed her symptoms of fatigue, weight gain, hair loss, and dry skin. She found that supplementing with collagen was a game changer. Coming out on the other side of this gave her the unshakable belief in the profound interconnectedness of health and beauty. And in 2015, she launched a collagen water without having any previous experience in the beverage industry. She learned a lot from that business. And in 2019, she relaunched with a powdered collagen under the new name Elaine Wellness. It's been an amazing journey, and I know you're going to love to hear about that, but pay particular attention to the focus that Elaine puts on managing her own tech stack as a founder, understanding how all of her software and processes work, and really nailing her marketing funnel. Above any other strategies, she makes sure that she has a strong marketing funnel in place. We're going to hear about how she did it all and more on this episode. Let's listen in. Hi, Elaine. Welcome to the show today. Hi, Shauna. It's lovely to meet you. Thanks so much for being here. Let's dive right in. So what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, gosh. If I think back when I was a little kid, I loved architecture. I loved homes. I was fascinated Mm -hmm. with them. I used to love to play with like wooden blocks and stuff. So I think I liked the process of like building and then deconstructing Mm -hmm. and creating That's awesome. So did you end up trying to do a career with that? What did you go to college for? How are you going to pay the bills? So I went to UC Santa Barbara. I majored in art history. It's along the same lines. Yeah. And I studied with an architectural historian there. So it was really an emphasis in architectural history. Mm -hmm. And from there, I ended up going into the garment business and I sold textile designs. I represented studios out of Europe, just liking the creative process. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not exactly connected to what you're doing these days. So what was that big aha moment when you knew you needed to do something different or, you know, you just, you came up with the idea for the business? Yeah. So I was hustling in the garment business here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I was a hundred percent commissioned salesperson. So you eat what you kill. And some days you'd go out and make a ton of sales. And some days you'd go out and you'd sell absolutely nothing. Right. It was a grind. It was a great job for my late 20s and early 30s. I got to meet some incredible people. I traveled. And then one day I get a call on my cell phone from my dad. 
And he's like, I've just been admitted to the emergency room. So what happened was he had multiple heart attacks. He had quintuple bypass surgery. He spent 56 days in the hospital. And I suddenly in my early 30s got this picture of this is what happens when you run yourself ragged and don't take care of your health. So I quit my job. I helped my parents go through my dad's retirement. I fought a million dollars in medical bills and won. And I thought, I want to do something to help people with their health. So I started exercising and my dad had to start doing cardio rehab. So I was like, if you go do your cardio rehab, which he could, Shauna, literally do 30 seconds on the treadmill and that was it. He was wiped out. Mm. I was like, if you do your cardio rehab, I'll go to the gym and work out. So I ended up hiring a trainer. I loved it. I'd always been a mover as a kid. I'd always danced and done gymnastics. So it kind of fed that part of my soul. And my trainer was like, you don't have a job. You don't work. What are you going to do? And so he was like, why don't you go to Pilates school? Went to Pilates school. I've been a certified Pilates instructor for the last 16 years. And then my own health fell off a cliff in my early 40s. Mm -hmm. And so that's what led me to creating my company. Um, I was diagnosed with a thyroid autoimmune disorder, Hashimoto's. I was told you can't reverse it. On top of it, I broke out and guttate psoriasis from my scalp to my ankles. So I went on this whole health journey of like, wait a minute, I've been this Pilates instructor. I'm supposed to be the pillar of health. And now my health has right. fallen off a cliff. So my hair was falling out and breaking, which is very distressing as a woman. And yes. so I ended up finding collagen And that profoundly changed my hair and my skin. That's what led me to start my company. So So you knew that it was an important thing in your life. What did you need to do differently? Why start a company to do it yourself? So there's a couple things in the wellness space. I feel like no one is speaking to women who are 40 plus. Right. There's a big void. And I wanted to change the narrative around beauty and aging also has kind of led me into wanting to also change the narrative around perimenopause and menopause, which are things that mm-hmm. aren't talked about. But my generation, Gen X, is like, hey, wait a minute. We don't want to just like, as I say, menopause is not an ending. It's a powerful transition. And so in addition to the product, I also wanted to have different conversations about health. I'm also constantly asked in DMs or emails about how did you heal your Hashimoto's? I have all these issues. Women are coming up against all these health issues in midlife, and they're just being written prescriptions and told there's nothing you can do. And I'm a big believer, Mm -hmm. and this comes from my Pilates teaching, of I want to empower people to understand their body and to take good care of themselves, that you don't have to go outside of yourself. You're a powerful woman and you can make these changes. Okay, so you know that the collagen is powerful and you're really focused on changing the narrative and starting to have some of these important conversations come to the forefront. So you're going to do this by having your own collagen product. Mm -hmm. So what is the first thing that you do? Because, you know, you said you're a Pilates instructor. How do you go about building this kind of product? It's a great question. (laughs) I've always been someone who just likes to 
figure things out. Mm. So I actually started in 2017 with a beverage, a collagen water, having zero idea about the consumer package space, about the beverage space. That's interesting. Interesting choice. Okay, walk me through that. Oh my gosh. It was a complete leap of faith. I ended up hiring consultants to help me. Okay. Um, it took a year and a half. I have a whole new appreciation when I walk through the grocery store. Anything that's in a package has mm -hmm. taken somebody a very long time to make that happen. Anyways, right. I went to market in August of 2017 with a collagen water. I then was written up in a trade article alongside Bulletproof and Vital Proteins, which I had no idea That's I was cool. going to be written up in as like, look at this very creative product. And then the next day, the founder of Vital Proteins ordered my product off of my website in his own name. And All I right. knew... <laughs> like my heart sank because he had just gotten $19 million in venture capital. And I'm like, oh God, he's going to rip this off. And then a flavor house who they do formulating, they ordered the product as well. I could see the writing on the wall. Mm. I also experienced an incredible amount of sexual harassment from men in the beverage space. It's a hard, hard space and it's owned by just a couple people. So I ultimately decided after a year and a half of doing it, I ended up selling the balance of my inventory, getting out. I had to change the name of my company because I had been told by trademark attorneys, oh, no, we can get this name registered. And turns out, oh, no, they couldn't get it registered. So oh wow, I went through this huge pivot and ultimately decided to do the powdered collagen. What a journey it sounds like. It's been a wild ride. I mean, it's yeah. been just the highest highs and the lowest lows. When I had the collagen mm. water, like Shark Tank found me on Instagram. I went through the entire process of applying to Shark Tank. That's entrepreneurship. It's just the highest highs and the lowest lows. Yeah. I love that you shared that. It's a really interesting story. And a lot of people who have a more smooth process wouldn't think about those kinds of things that can happen. Mm -hmm. um, but for a lot of people who did not have such a, a smooth process for, you know, getting their business up and going, it's really good to hear that you're not alone and just really understand the pitfalls. Mm -hmm. So you've kind of scrapped the collagen water and you've moved back to the powder. Yeah. So now you've gone ahead and you've got this product created. Did you just like keep the same name and website and just kind of pivot the products? Like where did you go from there? No, the beverage was on a WordPress site. Okay. You know, as I said, I couldn't trademark the original name, even though I had two different attorneys taking my money and telling me that they could. Mm -hmm. So it was really like a clean break. Once I sold the balance of the inventory on the water, started fresh, like new trademark attorney. And then the other thing, I'm rather introverted. And everybody mm -hmm. was like, why wouldn't you use your own name for your company? And I was like, Oh, God. Feels weird. <laughs> but I like to hide. I like to be my little introverted self. And mm -hmm. it really took a lot of incredible people. I have a mentor, Amy Jo Martin. 
I love Amy Jo Martin. Oh, she's an incredible mentor of mine. I have another mentor, Reza Mirza. He's the founder of or the CEO of Icelandic Glacial. And they both were like, why, why? Come on, use your own name. It's your story. It's you. You understand women in this demographic, use your own name. So it took a lot of like beating me over the head to finally do it. (laughs) And so that really was kind of me like stepping out into the space. And um, yeah, then I had to source a new supplier, do a Shopify site and learn e-commerce because I had really been more in like the grocery store space with beverage and like Thrive Mm -hmm. Market, dabbled a little bit with Amazon. So now it's time to kind of leave the grocery space behind, which I knew nothing about. And now let's come over to e-commerce. And that's a whole other animal that I had to learn about. Awesome. Okay. So now you've learned about how to do this differently. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about how you grew it. So you had to start from scratch, right? You've got to get new leads, new customers, generate sales. Marketing and growth is is for most people, I think, the hardest part of having and running a business. So Mm -hmm. what were some strategies that you found particularly effective for scaling up this new brand of yours? Well, so I started in November of 2019. So just a couple Mm -hmm. months before COVID hits. So I really just took the email list that I had from when I had the beverage. Mm -hmm. And I had to hear, I'm trying to learn Klaviyo. I'm trying to learn Shopify. I'm trying to learn Mm -hmm. all the things. I end up finding this woman on Instagram who is like the Clavio Ninja. Turns out she lives, I'm based in Los Angeles. She lives here. And I hire her because when I opened up Clavio, I literally wanted to cry. I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't figure this out. Like I've got to have help. So she built out all these flows for me. And we just hit it off and she just totally understood like my voice and everything. So I did get some help with that. So just mm-hmm. even starting with that email list, I started bringing sales in because I had people who just really wanted to support me as a small business. Hey, it's Shauna here. I want to take a quick break from this amazing episode to send a free resource your way. Starting up is hard. Whether you're bootstrapping or you've got some funding behind you, you don't always know exactly where to start. I want to fix that. You head to startuprenegades.com right now. You can claim your free business benchmark blueprint. That's a mouthful. It's going to help you set a plan in place so you can create your foundation for growth. And it's free, so why not? Head to startuprenegades.com right now and grab yours. Because you've touched on something really important, you know, when you are starting from scratch, it's really important to use any assets, any possible assets that you have. And an email list is one of those things. Mm -hmm. So you own that asset as a Mm -hmm. business owner. You want to keep those, you want to hold on to those, you want to utilize those as much as possible. And emails are powerful because somebody opted in to have a conversation with you or your business. Mm -hmm. One of the number one things that I see founders failing at is communicating with their customers. Mm -hmm. They get people on the email list and then they don't email them or they do it like two times a year. Like, Hey, it's Christmas. We're having a sale, right? Like that doesn't 
work. You have to think about your actual funnel and setting up an actual communications plan. And it sounds like you and your marketing partner here were doing exactly that. You had mentioned automations and, you know, all of that good stuff within Clavio. And you said, you know, right from the get-go, you saw sales that were coming from that. Definitely. And I think hiring somebody in the beginning to, mm. to set it all up was a good spend of money to just get mm. some of those basic automations down, especially with a product like mine, a consumable that you hopefully want to get people buying again. You know, I use recharge for subscriptions. So mm-hmm. it's nurturing that customer and trying to win them back and get them to buy again. So yes, the power of email, even the power of my Pilates ladies, right? They are some of my biggest fans ever. So nurturing that audience, right? And they wanted to support Mm -hmm. me. Even when I had the beverage, they were going into local grocery stores without me saying anything to them. They're just nurturing and lovely. And they would go to the store manager and say, where is the product? Mm -hmm. So having those like brand advocates, those people who really want to go to bat for you. So I got the Clavio flows set up. Then one of my Pilates clients, her son and daughter-in-law, have their own e-commerce business. And they also teach entrepreneurs how to do email, how to do Facebook ads, how to do all the things. So in May of 2020 here in Los Angeles, COVID basically closed everything. So I was no longer teaching Pilates in person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to learn all the things. Reached out to them because I couldn't figure out something in ads manager. I was watching Ezra Firestone videos, mm-hmm. trying to figure out Facebook ads manager. So I reach out to Rory, my client's son, and I was like, help, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't figure this out. I want to cry. And like, <laughs> hey, we have this program. Do you want to join? And I was like, yes. So I joined their program, mm-hmm. ended up staying in the program for almost a year and learned Facebook ads, how to figure out ads manager, understanding how you even build out top of funnel, middle of funnel, retargeting ads, you know, Mm -hmm. lookalike audiences, interest-based audiences, all the things. Completely have an understanding now of how to use Klaviyo. (laughs) No longer crying about it. It's actually not that complicated. (laughs) dabbled a bit in learning Amazon PPC ads so that I can have an understanding. Because what I learned when I had the beverage, I had those consultants, they had me outsourcing absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. I think that's a mistake when you're an entrepreneur. It's like Oprah always says, like sign your own checks. My feeling is have an understanding, a working knowledge of how these things work so that when you do go to outsource and hire somebody, you actually know what you're hiring them for and if they're skilled in it. So yeah, I kind of pat myself on the back. I'm not a millennial. I'm in my midlife and I'm able to learn these things. It takes time. It's frustrating. Yes. But learn it, you'll appreciate it so much more. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you're sharing because a lot of times when I'm having these conversations 
we get some really great, insightful, and sometimes like really unique growth strategies. Like we partnered in this way and, you know, this was our secret sauce, but it's absolutely essential not to forget or push off the basics of mm-hmm. marketing that filling the top of your funnel and and making sure that you're nurturing and that you've got you know your whole funnel process set up mm-hmm. and it's actually it's not surprising to me anymore but for a long time when I started marketing it was really surprising to me how many people just kind of skip over that part and then they're like just trying to get sales and they don't understand why it's not working. So it sounds like you really focused on mastering your funnel. So we all know that when you're bootstrapping, you have to be really scrappy. So tell me about another affordable strategy that you've used to grow. So the most efficient way, honestly, has been word of mouth. Because when women Mm -hmm. like a product, what are you going to do? You're going to go tell like, all your girlfriends. I quick question. Yeah. Are they doing that on their own? Or do you have something in place to ask them for referrals or to get them to share? So I do use smile.io, which is an app on Shopify that it rewards people, right? It gives Mm -hmm. them points for their purchases. If they refer a friend, it gives them a, a bit of a coupon you know, there's a coupon for their birthday, things like that. If they follow on Instagram, they get some points. So it's fascinating. I've got (laughs) two ladies that have referred me so much business. Right. And I kept wondering, so I have this one lady, she's in Key Biscayne, Florida. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm like, how am I getting all these orders from Florida? So I literally call her up one day. She's absolutely lovely. And she's like, I just love your product. It's so amazing. It works so well. It dissolves so well. She is my ambassador out telling like every single one of her friends, you must buy this. So she's amazing. Then I have another friend who was at the gym in the locker room getting ready, of course, pre-COVID, talking about my collagen. Lo and behold, here come in all these orders. And then one Mm -hmm. of those ladies She's my West Coast ambassador, and I swear, she's out telling literally everybody, you have to go buy this. So it's amazing, right? I've heard a lot of uh, like big kind of business influencers talk about you only need a hundred people that love your business, right? Yes. But you are talking about just two, just two people who are so powerful in getting the word out about your business. They refer it to other people, they help drive sales. And then because of the nature of your business, where it's something that needs to be replenished, yeah. you know, one or two of those customers that continues to refer people creates a domino effect. You know, it if does. you can retain one of the customers that they refer, now it just it keeps growing and growing. So that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so there's this third strategy that you have found really, really helpful when you're on a budget. Tell me about that. So Shauna, leveraging other people's warm audiences. I'm a huge, Mm -hmm. huge fan of this. It takes a little bit of digging and research. But for me, like I said, my client is midlife. I found this platform. We are ageist. And that audience is so loyal to what David recommends. 
So they had done a little piece about collagen and I was a subscriber to their newsletter. I read it every week. So I just wrote them back and said, hey, I really love your newsletter and I see that you've written about collagen. I'd love to send you some. I wasn't expecting. I think when you show up without expectation of people and just I'm genuinely, I love what you do. I'd like to send you something. Great. I sent it to him. A week later, his assistant is like, we'd love to write up a little piece about you in our newsletter. So they did. And again, I'm not having expectation here. They do a little feature on me, five questions. Literally, when that newsletter hit people's email inboxes, my Shopify store started ringing and it didn't stop Mm -hmm. ringing for about a month. And then quite a few of those customers came back and became subscribers. Now, Mm -hmm. when he did that article, he didn't even ask for a referral fee for those sales. Then I approached him again to be part of, he did some wellness items. So again, once it hit the newsletter, and this time he said, you know, a 15% referral fee. Of course, absolutely. And again, those have been some incredibly loyal customers. They refer people. So I think... If you can show up genuinely with an ask of someone or I feel very aligned with what you're doing, could we partner? T- and there's so many ways you can do things and Instagram live, be in their newsletter, this and right. that. Leverage someone else's warm audience that's got your target audience, do a collaboration. I think that's a great way if you're on a budget. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Elaine, I have to ask you the big, the most important and the most difficult question. Um, What does being a startup renegade mean to you? Oh my goodness. You know, it means (laughs) believing in yourself, which Mm -hmm. not every day is easy to do. It's believing in your message. Um, Simon Sinek always talks about knowing your why, because you've got to know your why you're going to go back to that when the going gets tough, when you want to throw in the towel, when things get hard, when you want to cry over Clavio, <laughs> you have to know your why. Why are you doing this? Persistence. You've, you've got to be persistent. You've got to be resilient. Hopefully you've got friends and family around you that will mm-hmm. remind you of why you're doing this and be supportive, you know, during all the peaks and valleys that I've talked about. Yeah. So I think those are some of the key points. Awesome. Well, Elaine, clearly you have all of those characteristics. Thank you so much for being here today. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? Absolutely. I hang out a lot on Instagram. So you can find me there, Elaine Wellness. DM me, I answer. You can come to my website, elainewellness.com. Try out my collagen for all the health and beauty benefits. Yeah. I look forward to connecting. Well, there you go. Listeners, you know where your next stop is. Go ahead over to elainewellness.com. Thanks so much for being here today, Elaine. Thank you for the opportunity, Shauna. 
That was this week's episode of Startup Renegades. Thank you so much for joining me and soaking up all that brilliant entrepreneurial knowledge from today's guest. If you want to suggest a founder for a future episode or just want to connect, you can find me on Instagram at shauna.armitage. That's S-H-A-U-N-A dot A-R-M-I-T-A-G-E. And just a little reminder, if you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. It makes a huge difference and it's so important for helping the show thrive. I'll be here same time next Tuesday for a raw, honest conversation with another startup renegade. Thank you.